Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Heidi coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we are harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. That is our dream. That is our hope. That is our intention. Uh, we have uh, content. We have worship bands. We have pastors maybe you haven't heard of. It's, it's all of our previous content. However, whatever platform you enjoy, um, listening to it, whether it's a podcast or YouTube, um, we have our Instagram, Facebook, uh, articles I've written for the Christian Post, you name it, you'll find it on the website, resurrectministry.com. And in terms of this video, actually for the podcast, we would love if you would subscribe uh, to Apple Podcasts or any of those other platforms. And even if you don't necessarily watch on that platform, just subscribing does a huge benefit um, driving up our numbers for us. And we appreciate that. It's a blessing to us. And if you want to drop us a line, we'd love to hear your comments. Uh, we always enjoy hearing from our listeners. And if you care to partner with us, you can click the Donate Now button. Donate Now. And this devotional, we kind of, um, we ran in a little bit late. And so I um, neglected, we didn't get a chance to pray first. So can we do that? Yes. We're going to do that real first because this, this, this devotional is a little Needs complicated. It. We need it. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your word, Lord, and thank you for this time uh, that we uh, get to think and contemplate and meditate on your scripture and the devotional from Spurgeon and the words of wisdom he had for us. And we enjoy this time of fellowship with your sons and daughters and those who may not yet know you, Lord. We ask for the words that will do honor to you, um, what you're trying to convey to us, for us to learn, and um, may it be a blessing to all who hear it and, and to us too, Lord. <laughs> More of you and less of us. We love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Say hi to our friends, Carrie and Lisa are on already. Hey, ladies. And just like Carrie and Lisa did, if you guys would, uh, wouldn't mind commenting, just because that helps push it out to um, other people that may not know that it even exists. Exactly. I got uh, or a voice in the wilderness. I have like 4,000 followers on my Facebook page. And then every so often somebody says, Hey, where have you been? We haven't seen you post in a long time. Isn't that I nuts? Go, are, you, are you sure? sure well, about that? I, I mean, I have 8,000 yeah. and maybe three people yeah. see stuff that I've done. <laughs> I think they just put me in the, in the dumpster pile. Yeah. I've definitely, I've been definitely uh, pushed down yeah. by the tyrants at Facebook and YouTube. Well, they stole our Re Resurrect Ministry page. They won't give it back either. Yeah. All right. Enough whining. Enough we're going to go to Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, which is the devotional we're reading currently. We're almost done through. Um, we better, through we better get cracking. Get to cracking to find a new one. Yeah. We're done in a couple of weeks. If you guys have a good devotional that you've been following that's in the similar format. Now, I have looked at other devotionals, but they're sometimes they're very short. Very short. Which, you know, maybe, maybe better. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it gives us enough to, to chew to, on. To, yeah, to talk to about. Ruminate. Then we're going to have to listen to all kinds of Andy stories. Oh, if boy. To, if I have to fill that time. So, uh, yeah, if anybody knows of a good devotional that's similar to Smith Wigglesworth, which we, uh, that was the first one we did together. And now Charles Spurgeon is our second one. So uh, if it's uh, along those, those types of devotionals, that would be great if you know of any. So uh, for July 3rd, um, the uh, Genesis 41, four is the reference that says the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek fat cows. That sounds like a dream. It is. Oh, it is. 
From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he writes, This dream of Pharaoh has all too often been my actual experience while awake. Oh. My days of slothfulness have ruinously destroyed all I had previously achieved during my times of diligent hard work. My times of cold idleness have frozen the warm glow of all my periods of fervent zeal. And my forays into worldliness have thrown me back from advances in my spiritual life. I should be aware of got prayers, praise, duties, and experiences, for these will devour the fat of my comfort and peace. If I neglect prayer for even a short time, I lose the level of spirituality I have achieved. And if I draw no fresh supplies from heaven, the old grain in my storehouse will quickly be consumed by the famine raging in my soul. When the slowly moving caterpillars of indifference, worldliness, and self-indulgence render my heart completely desolate and cause my soul to languish, all my past fruitfulness and growth in grace benefit me, benefit me nothing whatsoever. I need never worry that my life will have no gaunt days and lean hours. As I journey toward the goal of my spiritual desires, unfortunately, I will sometimes backslide, which will leave me far from the prize of my high calling in Christ and will rob me of the past gains I have worked so hard to accomplish. The only way all my days can be like the sleek fat cows is to feed them in the proper pasture and to continually immerse them in the Lord, in his service, his fellowship, his reverence, and his will. Why shouldn't each new year be richer than the past when it comes to love, usefulness, and joy? After all, I am closer to the hills of heaven I have had more experience with my Lord than I should be. And. And I should be more like him. Yes. Oh, Lord, keep the curse of leanness of soul far from me. May I never need to cry. I waste away. I waste away. Woe to me. Instead, may I be well fed and nourished in your house that I may praise your name. Hmm. Very There's ominous. a lot to chew on there. Yes. I think I need you to go first because I need help. Well, I think uh, it's hard to, this is very dramatic. Uh, Spurgeon's, um, first of all, he's, he's applying the dream interpretation to everyday life as a Christian. But to me, I think, honestly, I don't know if I agree Hmm. because he basically says when you backslide and you're not focusing on Christ. And I actually have experienced this recently myself. And um, it's it's so important. uh, I'll go on to that later. But um, he's basically saying that wipes out all of the good you've done up until that point. And so I don't know if I believe that that's true. I think it may feel far away. But um, he's basically saying you could lose all that you've built up over the years if you start to backslide for even a couple months. <laughs> and so the dream interpretation, for those of you who don't remember, Pharaoh has a dream that the ugly gaunt cows eat the sleek fat cows in his dream. And he doesn't understand why. 
and um, he calls on Joseph. None of the none of the magicians can interpret it. They call Joseph, and Joseph is like, "The dream means you're going to have seven years of prosperity, great wealth, and then you're going to have seven years of famine, and that will eat up all the prosperity that you had earned in those seven years beforehand, and will make you forget all the bounty that you had in those years. The mm -hmm. famine will be so bad you will forget." Mm -hmm. And so Spurgeon is making the analogy that our faith is the same way that we become by backsliding. We become so distant from our previous um, blessings that it'll seem as if they never existed. I actually can see that you can. Okay. Yeah. In law enforcement and I, it may be in other industries too, but I, I know in law enforcement, there was very common, a, a common saying is that, that one O S it rhymes with hit one O oh, right. Schlotsky's deli yeah. um, will wipe away years of top notch police work oh, okay. and you're, you'll spend the rest of your career trying to get back to where you were. Yes. I can see that professionally. Uh, yes. And so I guess, yeah. Giving into one temptation, one temptation, one sin could have that consequence. And then to add to that, because I know yeah. many officers that they're for a period of time, their careers look pretty promising. And then they did something, you know, either purposefully or by accident where it was it, it set them way back. And when it ends up happening is that you spend so much time in the doghouse of another term that we use in law enforcement, you're in the doghouse, which is common, I'm sure. But um you would spend so much time in the doghouse because it was hard to get out that you became disgruntled and in you, you completely forget what it was like to, you know, be winning all the awards and to be getting the praise from your super supervisors and, you know, being called up in front of the city oh, council wow. to be, you know, talked about how great your work is. I'm and then those that. guys would never come back because that, that became, that became their life of, of being disgruntled. And I got to say, I'm making, I'm going to make the analogy of that example to child rearing. Mm. How it's serious that like, if you speak death over a child mm. too often or too long, they will give up on themselves. Mm. So it's also, it's a very difficult balance to be able to, to discipline a child and say, listen, okay, this is the consequences of your action without breaking them. You know, because if you break them, they'll get to that same exact place, mm -hmm. you know, where they're just like, who cares? I'm never going to get this right. You and, know, and, and they don't recover. Yeah. And then bringing this back to the to faith, I, I can. I can see I, I see it in some of these people that we run into that are very angry with the church that were once, you know, very involved in the church. Right. And then one bad thing ended up happening. And now their view of, of church. I totally agree. That, completely that and they just could not get past it. Yes. Hmm. So what's the solution? Does Jim Ryman have a solution to that? Did you read? It? Yeah, but he does. He doesn't really, like, he just follows what Spurgeon says. Yeah. He agrees. But um, Carrie has a good point. She says, I can see both sides for, but for me getting distracted away from reading and prayer is a slow road back. And yes, Andy can get um, defeated. Yeah. So I, I actually now, from what you've said, actually see it better now. Mm. But I was not thinking of, of um, backsliding as, as dramatically. I was thinking like, oh, okay. So 
like I felt myself even like I'd gotten distracted. We started this new diet. I was listening to a bunch of those videos instead of, you know, sermons like I usually do. And I'm like, oh, I am so out of focus right now. Like I, you know, just, I felt discombobulated by it. <laughs> and so, uh, it's so important. You, the daily practice, like you, it almost becomes cliche where you hear your pastor, you know, the rules, you have to spend time daily in the word. And they're not kidding when they say that, you know what I mean? It's, it's literally the renewing, the transforming of your mind. Uh, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know the good and perfect will of God. You can't do that without spending time in the word to hear God's voice and have it like, it's literally like a car wash, mm. scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing. But you are not scrubbing if you are not in the word. If you're not praying and in the word, there is no scrubbing. Your car is just getting dirty. There's no soap. There's no soap. There's no soap. <laughs> there's no scrubbing. There's nothing. It's just dirt. You know, it's just life. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's really, I, it's really amazing. It's really an, a, not a joke. And it's... No. And you realize that with time, you hope with time, you've built up enough polish and your car is clean enough, you can go a couple of weeks without having to wash it. <laughs> but you actually can't, which right. is also Spurgeon's point. Mm -hmm. Like if you stop washing it, you know, a day as if we're living in charcoal or something, you know, yeah. if, you, if you don't wash it for a day, you're going to have problems. <laughs> you're not going to see out the windshield. So our lives are the same way. <laughs> right. It's sad. Oh, uh, well. <sighs> so uh, in our request for uh, another devotional, Carrie says, stick to dead guys. Yeah, right. And then, uh, and then also ask Pastor Jack. Good idea. <laughs> uh, Lisa says, I recently heard a preacher say that we're baptized. Every day we would make that. I, uh, loud comment. Uh, every day we should make that commitment out loud every day which makes me think of what you two are talking about uh -huh. yeah it is yeah. so true and carrie says uh right wash me on the dirty car <laughs> yes i wrote wash me on my brain today actually wash me and not born again born again born again <laughs> that makes much more sense yes exactly all right let's yeah, we're talking about jim let's hear what jim has to say uh, in a culture, funny analogy he makes here, in a culture so weight conscious, it's hard to even <laughs> consider needing to be like the seven sleek fat cows. Yet, when it comes to our spiritual lives, that is exactly what is needed. When Israel was redeemed from Egypt, they all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. And that's from 1 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. Yet they quickly sinned against him. The psalmist wrote, quote, we have sinned even as our fathers did. We have done wrong and acted wickedly. When our fathers were in Egypt, they gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses, and they rebelled. Psalm 106, 6 and 7. May this be a lesson to us, for they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their requests, but sent leanness into their soul. Beware, the Lord may grant May just grant your request. Oh, that's intense too. 
They lusted. They desired. And so what did God do? He sent leanness into their soul. You know what I just thought about? And I'm not sure if it was Jim's writings here that uh, it made me think about it. But the, um, you know, there's two ways of dealing with mess. Um, and we, we you know, of course, we have kids that we have two daughters that are clearly more messy than the boys. But yes. um, the one constant is that I tell uh, tell them is that if you if you clean up. Like at, at the moment you do it, it, it doesn't get out of hand and become such work. It, it, it'll take you 10 seconds to clean something up as opposed to an hour to clean up. That's a life mess. lesson. And so, <laughs> and so that's why I like to get my car washed constantly is because I, I, I stay ahead of it getting, you know, out of hand. Yes. You know, making sure that it smells good and that it looks good and, you know, uh, that it just doesn't get so piled up that now we have to take a day you know, to clean up the mess. Yes. And same thing with making a bed. You know, kids will often say, well, I'm just going to sleep in it again tonight. Why should I make the bed? <laughs> well, because. Because the EBGBs could jump into it in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't make it. But that's what we need to do with our, our faith is that we we can, you know, lose our temper, you know, temporarily. Like, oh, yeah. but then we get right back into the word of God and get into prayer. Yes. And not, and not say, you know, I'm God, I'm not going to talk to you for a day. And then it becomes two days, three days, four days, yes. because then we, 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 we get so caught up in ourselves and into the world and how we're hurt or how we um, are upset and, and don't want to let go of being upset. And then it turns into divorce. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> or emancipation emancipation yeah i don't know what's that word that the kids do when they want to get away from their oh yeah no it's is emancipated it, yeah yes. <laughs> true is that the you know you don't you i thought don't, you were talking about a slave no you don't <laughs> that's um uh abolition but it's emancipation proclamation that too but but it happens the same way like as a as a parent child in a parent child relationship that you can just let things fester and go without apologizing or out without sitting down and talking about it or what have you. And it all ends up the same way broken because you never took care of it immediately or you didn't step back in to mend whatever you needed to be mended. And then our relationship with God is very much the same way is that he begins, he'll lift his hand of protection off of us because he goes, you know what you've been, I've given you years to get over the, you know, being pissed off at me. <laughs> <laughs> and you just won't let go yep and uh and there you go he lets the jews go wander in the desert for 40 years yeah and then he rains rain on them for and if you don't if you're not if you aren't aware if you don't beware he can send leanness into your soul give them over to their, their depraved minds mm. yes oh show uh oh good analogy I wonder which one. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. But I, I um, did we say hi to Kate? Because we hadn't seen Kate. No, in a while. I haven't seen Kate in a while. Yeah. Didn't we see Kate up there somewhere? Yeah, Kate. Yes. Right hi, Kate. Yes. Hello, Kate. Um, hope you're well. Yes, for sure. And Dixie, Dixie Doodle. Hi, Dixie. Hey, Dixie Doodle. It's yes, okay. we just read, read about the fat cows and the skinny cows. 
I hope you guys liked Andy's uh, graphic. It was very cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then I must have said something that was shocking. Yes. <laughs> oh, divorce. Oh. Right when I said divorce. Yes. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was using whatever, uh, you know, the end. Like, it's like, you've let this go. You've never fixed it. You never And before you it. know it, you're looking at it and you're like, whoa, yeah. wait. No, she's going to say, I'm sorry. No, she's going to be the one that apologizes and, and says that she'll, she, you know, you're always saying that's going to be that person when, if you just would have just you being me or you being right. The right person would have, would have stepped up. It would have uh, stopped everything. Kate. Oh, so true. I like what pastor Jack said. Just open your Bible and begin to read underline what jumps out and you'll see a pattern uh, of God yes. speaking to you. I loved that. That, that was, was so good. I actually um, have now just started just to make sure because you know, some days we don't do the devotional. I now um, wake up every day to and do a devotional that's on my phone. I do the guided prayer on the Bible app, and then I do a devotional just to make sure um, I read scripture. And Kate, that exact instance happens because there's, you know, scripture associated to the devotional. And then I read it and I'm like, oh, like, oh, wow, God's talking to me in that scripture today. And then I, I'll see the relevance of it later in the um, in the day. Yep. So, yeah, I love that Pastor Jack pointed. And that just out. if you're a new listener, uh, when we refer to Pastor Jack, that's our pastor over at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, uh, and many people, including Kate, all the way in Australia, watches her watches his live streams. Uh, yes. Uh, or and we got to meet um, uh, one of our Facebook friends, one of yes. our living devotional group members, Iris. Uh, was at church. On. At least she hasn't. No, she's not on yet. yet. Uh, yeah, she came down to church. She came down on Sunday for our 4th of July sermon, which was awesome. Yeah, great to meet. It's always great to meet you guys. Yeah, we love meeting you guys in person. Then yep. Dixie Doodle says she messed up at Walmart last week. Uh-oh. What happened, Dixie? Share. That's, 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 uh... I was not walking right for Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Did you, did you scream at the salesperson? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't like those instances. Oh, I want to hear it. Was it somebody? They are unnerving for me. Was it somebody with a hundred coupons that the cashier didn't didn't have them sorted out properly? Right. Oh, when you get behind those people. Oh, you, do you they want... even do that anymore with paper? I don't know. You were almost that person today. Was I? Yeah. Where? Remember when I typed in my phone number? Oh, you... oh I almost lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being the best. It did. I I I that was one of those. I, I had a wife moment today. I had, a, I had a wife moment today where you're just kind of like, just, just two, cool it. Two just, times you left me today. Here we go. Two <laughs> times you left me today and I ended up doing something wrong. <laughs> I cannot trust you alone. <laughs> so we, we got in line at the grocery store and we realized that we forgot yes. something. And yes. so you left me uh, all by myself at the register <laughs> a disaster it's so but i am a i'm a coupon saver i'm obsessed with saving money at bonds and yeah. so when andy put his phone number in oh that just who knew that, that was that <laughs> means no savings no coupons the lady saw the distress on my face and i was like oh it's okay she's like i'd have to start over and i'm like no it's okay and she's like honey, what coupons did you have? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't even explain it. And she starts looking at my, I'm like, you look at my app. And she's like, oh, okay, wait, you got a lot. She's like, you got a 10 bucks off. You got another 15 bucks off. And she's like, she looked at him. She looks at Andy. She's like, okay, I'm just going to give it to you off. <laughs> yeah. So she ended up just giving us like, was it like $30 yes, off? $30, $30 off. off our groceries. Yeah. 
And so it ended up being best. So it's a good thing that I put in my phone number. Dixie, we just got so distracted from that comment about Walmart. <laughs> Let's see. What did she do? Uh, no, it was not. It was non-customer service. Oh, did you see an, an old friend of me that you yelled at? <laughs> you got to give us. A well, yeah, we're, we're going to keep guessing. We're going to keep guessing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Genesis. So we're going to read the scripture from the devotional. Genesis 41, 4. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. So this brings me a question to the audience. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm taking the boys and my oldest daughter on a, on a road trip. We're going to go watch lacrosse, professional lacrosse. But in the road trip, there's one stop in the middle where we're going to go do a little bit of a hike. And so I got an Airbnb at this place in Utah and they put the house in the middle of, uh, uh, uh you know, cow pasture. cow pasture. And so the cows actually come up to the windows of the house and look in oh, while you're inside. God, that must be fun. Especially yeah. at night. <laughs> probably scare the Jesus out of you. <laughs> and you know, in the backyard is like a fence and you can see the cows and you can, so they're all out there and they're long haired cows. Interestingly enough, they so look very cute. cute. So my question is, because I was telling this to Hedia, because, you know, we're carnivores now and I'm going to be barbecuing steak in the backyard. You can't do that. Is that is that can I not do that because there's cows in the backyard? I'm Are they going to be mad? I'm convinced they would know. Do you think the cows know that I'm cooking their cousin on the on the barbecue? I think so. I think they would know the smell. Really? I think we would know. the smell. I'm going to read them flesh. the scripture of the lean Cows eating the fat cows. And I'm going to try to explain to them what's know. going on. It's biblical. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's cruel. Okay, sorry. So that was Genesis 41 4. Uh, Isaiah 24 16. From the ends of the earth, we hear singing, Glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away, I waste away. Woe to me, the treacherous betray. With treachery, the treacherous betray. Ooh. Um, the I read the rest of this. This is pretty intense. It's about the last days, about judgment. It's it's pretty intense. That's just the beginning. Is that like scary movie time? Scary movie time for oh. sure. It sounds bad. Isaiah. Ooh. Yeah, that I was just pulled up the whole chapter. Oh, okay. Uh, Psalm fourteen. One forty-two seven. Oh, one forty-two seven. Sorry. Set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. Such an interesting concept, right? Set me free from my prison, a mental prison, emotional prison, mm -hmm. so that I can praise you. Oh, it's a hundred percent. I mean, at the time, I didn't think I was in a, in a prison, a mental prison. Right. But you are. I mean, the, any men that are watching right now, I know we have a lot of women commenting. And we do have men that watch and they just don't, they just don't comment as much, yes. but um, that is, that is the freedom of, of uh, having God as your, uh, you know, Jesus as your King. Amen. Is that uh, we talked about that, that it was mentioned in one of the messages we were listening to that being a slave to, to, to Jesus is freedom. Amen. That's pastor Jack. Was it pastor Jack? Yeah. That guy says some good things every so often. No wonder <laughs> we follow him. Um, but Yes. I mean, it was, a, it was, it, it's when you're in it and you're thinking it is fun and it is your, you know, you don't want to leave that life because it, it seemingly is fun and, and you're not, uh, you know, all these disasters 
that you are that are happening in your life you just try to like eh, not a big deal or who cares or what have you um it is really some i think in in some ways it's not until you see what freedom totally is what it really really means uh in in being a christian being born again that freedom is amazing amen it frees up so much and you amen. truly are a prisoner and you're and you've been in that prison for so long you don't even realize it Yes. So crazy. So yeah, that means, uh, that means a lot to me. Uh, there's Iris. Hey, Iris, we were just talking about you. Did you hear, <laughs> um, how'd you like coming down to church? Yes. It was, it was great to meet you. Yeah, it was great to meet you. Uh, and the kids that she brought along. Yes, our kids. Grandkids. Yeah. Beautiful Adorable. kids. All right. Um, so we were talking about Pastor Jack's message from this weekend. Uh, and the only thing for us is it because we were in Maui for a little while. And then he was gone before that. Yeah. And then before that, he hurt his back. We hadn't been there since June 11th. Right. And so it, it, it has become our home. Yeah. And it, sure. feel, it felt so good to be back. Amen. And, I, and I know there's people... And I, and I understand that people like the, the smaller churches because they, you get to know, you know, 10 people a lot easier than 3000 people right? in one, in one service. Well, we know 10 people that sit around us. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see it like that. I, don't, I see our pastor. Right. The teacher. Right. Um, the worship. The worship, the, the regular faces in the worship team. And then the people we kind of sit around. Yeah. And then when people like Iris come to the church and we get to visit with them, that kind of stuff. But new people sit in front of us. Yeah. And I and again, I can know I can see how people would like a smaller church, but I I really missed being there. Yeah. I felt it. So did I. It, it really and I good. what I really love, especially with this insight that the Lord gave me about um worship, that it be you know, that it's a the corporal worship is something that they hear up in the heavens. Um, mm. And it's taken up in the bulls. It's in the book of Revelation in chapter four about the, the worship of the saints. Um, and so it's, it just has a phenomenal new meaning to me. So being in that room with the sincerity and the devotion of the, that many believers, mm. there's just a there's a power in it that I think compares to nothing. Not to say a small church has no power, but it's just it's exponential to me that um, the power and the magnitude of the worship at at um, at our at that church than I've experienced elsewhere. Uh, and what I particularly love this week is we had an altar call. Pastor Jack has not done that in months, and so I did my usual prayer in the morning um, before we left, saying that I was hoping for divine appointments and opportunity to share Christ. And I said, I know, Lord, I'm going to church today, and that may seem like a silly request today, but who knows? Maybe. Uh, and so at the altar call, um, I serve on that team, the new believers team. And so we go up uh, and we help them in the back room, give them Bibles, have them fill out uh, invitation cards or if they want to join the new believers class with Pastor Dennis. And um, this beautiful young lady comes up to me so brokenhearted, like I knew that's what her issue was. Right. Um, and so she said, um, and I said, how can I pray for you? And she says, I, I just need healing. And so I prayed over her, um, because she was healing from a broken heart. And mm. there was this moment afterwards, after I prayed for her and I'm, and I'm holding on to her and I look up at her and she looks at me in the eyes and I said, I promise you this will pass. 
I said, we've all been there. I said, I've been where you've been. I promise you it will pass. Um, and she looked at me and she smiled. She said, thank you. And it's just like, I just, oh, it was awesome. It was just really awesome. I just, I hope I conveyed to her the surety that I had felt that that message that the Lord had given me to give to her, that she had felt it with the same surety that I had felt it. Mm. Wow. So. That's cool. You know, I like how kind Iris is being uh, here where she said, uh, um, I did not know you two were so tall. <laughs> so I like that she included me in that. <laughs> I was wearing my boots though, so I, I might have had a little yes. bit more height. Oh, <laughs> her granddaughter was clapping. We'll go to the next one. Yeah. Her, uh, my granddaughter was clapping when people were going to the altar call. She said, she even said the sinner's prayer. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. I love that. Yeah, the altar call was so beautiful. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, you know what else besides you being taller than me, which I've, I, I'm okay with, um, obviously, because I married you. <laughs> <laughs> that made me choke. but the, the one thing that really bothers me uh -oh. more than that what is that you you hardly cry at anything i must have cried 10 times at church this sunday one was like i mean the it started with it, the star spangled banner the, I the, almost cried at that. oh my gosh it was so beautiful it was really i mean they belted it from oh, their soul i got all teary-eyed oh, and i, and I awesome. look over you and you're just like <laughs> and then and then there was a part in his message and i wish i could remember what he was talking about but um it was um oh my gosh it, it tell me a couple of the, the main things the one that I, we talked about on the way home that i said was my favorite part oh my gosh oh, from the message not about yeah the from the message oh. uh sin how what sin will do, do to you the um the, oh, in your, in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. In your, in your heart. heart, in your, in your mind. Oh, that was such a, a great, it's always a great reminder, right? It, it's like, it's not always your actions. The, the fact that you went out and actually yes. killed somebody or that, that cheated I that on a spouse, cheated or, on a spouse or, or lied to somebody. Those, those are, those are instantaneous sometimes decisions that you make. But they're not instantaneous. Was he saying? Yeah, but the, yeah, but you the really, it's go. the thought that led up to that, what seemingly instantaneous thing. Now it was, there's something the else. Going, there's some darkness instant. going on in your mind and your heart for weeks, months, if not years, that leads up to that, that second moment. that you make that choice. Yes. That that's so important to remember that those are the things you have to rid yourself from or the thoughts. And you don't become a horse thief in an instant. <laughs> That was, oh my you, God. you don't, you definitely don't become an alter adulterer yeah. in an instant. It so, takes a lot of emotional planning. Yeah. So there are those couple of things that he said that I got all teary eyed again. And I looked over oh. at you and there you are <laughs> writing notes. I'm now studious <laughs> with your glasses. And then the altar call, oh. it gets me every time. I don't the know that I, I've ever amazing. experienced an altar call where I did not cry. You want to laugh? The only time. What's sweet? The only time I ever cried an altar call was Kelly's. Oh, and you didn't know us. No. That, was, that was weeks before you knew us. Yep. Wow. I I bawled like a. I can imagine. Well, because and we, me and Jolene, I was sitting with Jolene. We both started crying because he stood up there for a good twenty minutes by himself. By himself, yeah. <laughs> Kelly's my son, and uh, he was fourteen at the time. And yeah, uh, it was before so. Before Hedy and I met, he went up and 
answered the and we were in the front row me and my friend jolene and her husband were in the front row and we just like saw this kid come up there by himself that literally in that ginormous church you guys have seen the altar call and he stood there by himself for like 20 minutes before anybody else came down yeah yeah it's awesome crazy but yeah i don't know i don't understand it makes no sense i'm this mean i'm supposedly this mean guy that people God's always say they're intimidated by stone for a heart of flesh. And I sit here trying to, I'm waiting. Give you a heart of flesh for a I'm heart trying of stone. To like, I'm trying to, oh, and I try to, like, <laughs> I got something in my eye. Uh, and I can't wait until they pray. Like, he goes, uh, okay, bow your heads. Oh, thank God. And I <laughs> wipe my face. Wipe and, your face. Like, <laughs> and you just sit there. I I got, you got, you're just so tough. No, it's just the, these aren't the things that make me cry. I feel like I've cried enough. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I've cried enough of my really? life in the Lord. Yeah. And the Lord's just like, I cried so much in the first three years that I came to Christ. Oh my God. I cried over mm. everything that I just feel like the Lord's just lifted that from mm. me. There's no more need to, there's just no more need to cry. I know that yeah. I didn't cry for the first 40 years of my life. <laughs> See, well, you're making up for yours. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've done nothing my but cry. Made it, made it impossible for me to cry. Oh, and then all of a sudden they let loose. Doesn't it feel good then? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm sure. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? Are you like just telling me that? I would think it would feel good. No, it does. You know, like a release. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, it's good. I let it. I, I, you know, I love God. God he's amazing. So I know he's not judging me. No. He knows that I'm. Mostly fearless. Carrie got tears from home. Oh, yeah. Can you push that? I can't push it with my This one here? Uh, I got tears from home. They were amazing. Yes. And Carrie says she balls like a baby during worship. Oh, Even good. from home. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. I'm glad I'm not alone. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> She's Cindy. not much of a crier either. Kindness usually makes me cry. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, Cindy, I mean, we've listened to these stories that you send us in the uh, message, the audio messages she sends us. Yes. I mean, so much. <laughs> There's so, like, I, yeah, I can't even explain it. Cindy's been through a lot. Yeah, she's had a great life. And how many kids? 30 kids that you have? <laughs> Isn't it 30? No. no? Uh, a little less. No. It's, uh, it seems like uh, it's, it's a like there's a new name, <laughs> a new made up name for these kids. She gives them a name like Fred and then she ends up calling him <laughs> Bartholomew. Like, how'd you get Bartholomew out of Fred? <laughs> oh, so everyone's got a story to tell. So, all right. Anything else, Snooks? I think we got it. This was a good one. It, it, it actually really was, um, right? I had a little tough time with it in the beginning, but then it hit me. Um, cows and the fat cows. Yeah. And we got to make sure that you clean your room up early. Don't wait until it's a huge mess. Right. Do Don't. it. Do it now. Same with washing your car. Yep. Polishing your heart. Make your bed in the morning. Make the bed in the morning. Absolutely. Don't get out of bed without worshiping the Lord. Yes. All right, my friends. We love you. Uh, again, make sure and share and subscribe. All the different channels would be amazing. If you could do that for us, that would be awesome. Just find them and subscribe and like them. That would be it'd help us out so much and go to the real life network and subscribe to our show on the real life network. Yes. At least please let them see that somebody watches our show on the network. <laughs> people are like, it. why do we have these? Why do people we have these people on here? Uh, people are watching it. All right, my friends. We, we love, love you guys. You. God bless. Bye. Take care. 